good Tuesday afternoon, everybody. It's the 16th of August. And today's title is Being Real and Strong. Sometimes Christians can sound so syrupy sweet. And they repeat phrases over and over again that I'm finding it a little hard to listen to them. They say, praise the Lord this and praise the Lord that. Everything is glorious in their light, and they're so blessed by God that surely they must have found the secret to the blessed life. Sometimes I just want to say to them, that's great for them. And then for shock value, I can say, I'm still struggling with being addicted to porn and sex. My wife is thinking of divorcing me, and my children hate me. (laughs) The look on their face is so amusing as they're trying to figure out if I'm just being extremely honest or am I the devil in disguise. They put their hand over the five-pound cross attached to their lapel, take it off and hold it between us as if I am a vampire. They really do not know what to say because they're living in such an imaginary world and they cannot conceive of a Christian being addicted to porn or not finding a parking place close to the front entrance of the church on Sunday that God himself has reserved for them. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Now, pardon me while I barf all over that imaginary bubble. I am so not comfortable with the shallowness of their blessed thank you, Jesus facade. My days of wanting to be in a large church with a great band and an entertaining preacher have kind of been eliminated during the COVID-19 break. And at our church, we took off 18 months. But I want truth. I want reality. It's no longer bigness that I value. It's the reality of being with Christians who are not hiding the truth about their battle with porn and are fighting along with me to maintain freedom and walk in purity. Where people are being real. Liars are discovering they can tell the truth and find a place where there's no condemnation and they can be genuine. And if they're struggling, get the help they need. Instead of just a promise, I'll pray for you, and a quick pat on the back as they waddle off to the Krispy Kreme donuts table in the fellowship hall for a refill. Do you want to know what it takes to actually arrive in a place that we would call blessed or blessed? Well, we find that information in Psalm chapter 1, written by David, a man's after God's own heart even though he himself had some issues with sex. He writes, quote, How blessed is the man who does not walk in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the path of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. But his delight is in the law of the Lord. And in his law he meditates day and night, He will be like a tree firmly planted by streams of water, which yields its fruit in season, and its leaf does not wither. And in whatever he does, or she does, he or she prospers. 
Now, those words written by David, like I said, a man after God's own heart, are simple. They're not complicated at all. First, we're told to avoid hanging out with people who are against God. They're wicked people because they do wicked things. They are sinners because they seem always to be back on the path to their favorite sin, and they're scoffers because all they want to do is tear down others and make them the target of their anti-God scoffing. However, the blessed believer, the person who is receiving God's favor, whether it is to be able to handle the tornadoes of life or to enjoy prosperity given to them by God, the blessed believer, woman or man, delights in one thing overall. Blessed believers delight in the law of the Lord. The law here, uh, being a single word, meaning all of God's revelations in the Bible, not just memorizing the book of Leviticus. This believer makes time in God's word such a priority that they meditate on it. That means not just read it quickly, but they chew on it, think about it, meditate on it, both in the day and in the night. Now, I don't know if there are any prizes awarded to someone who binges on Netflix day and night, having their brains switched off and absorbing another story while being entertained to death. That can be an escape from a stressful life momentarily, but it adds nothing, and it does nothing for you. But meditating on God's Word will. The person that does this will be like a tree deeply rooted next to the streams of water. They are delighted to be hearing from God through his scriptures. This is their bread of life. This is their meat and milk that we all need to become a woman or a man God wants us to be. And what happens to such a tree? Well, it yields its fruit in season. It's productive and fruitful. It is being provided for by God, and then its fruit provides for others around them. Also, it does not lose its leaves by withering because it is wintertime or dying because it doesn't have enough water. It is cared for by the gardener pruning its branches so that it can produce more fruit for more people. And lastly, and this just might be a little bit of overstatement, but maybe not, we read, and in whatever he or she does, he or she prospers. Now that sounds good to me, and I'm guessing it sounds good to you as well. It does not say there'll be no droughts or no problems but its roots go deep into the love of Christ and experiences the value of loving and meditating on the Word of God day and night. This is John Doyle with 180 Podcast. God bless you, my friends. I hope you'll join me in striving to be real and strong and really strong, filled with the Spirit and having the full armor of God on. 
Have a great day in the Lord, and we'll talk again tomorrow. Take care, and goodbye.